I'm Satya Nelms and this is Our Mother's Gardens. On this show, we discuss the seeds our mother sowed in us, the ways we have grown, and how we learn to blossom. In this space, Black women that have learned to define success on their own terms share stories of their beginnings, healing, and thriving. Welcome and thank you for being a part of this community of mamas, grandmamas, aunties, sisters, cousins, daughters, and friends. So, (laughs) uh, today is a very special episode. Um, For the first time, I will be being interviewed for the show, and I'm going to be interviewed by two of my kids who have already been on the show. Um, Ice was interviewed in season one. And Naomi's episode was just before this one. So this feels pretty cool, both being on the other side of things and being interviewed, but also having them be the ones who do it. So with that, I'm going to let them ask the questions (laughs) and get started. Alrighty, um, well, okay, yeah, I guess you you don't know who I am yet, um, so I'm Isis, I'm the oldest of, well, all the kids, and then the oldest of the two sitting here, um, and I'll be asking the first question, which is, to you, what is a mother? Um... In a way, this feels unfair because I've asked this so many times. I've had, like, plenty of time yeah. to think about it. <laughs> but funny enough, until I thought about you guys interviewing me, I hadn't really given a lot of thought to what my answer would be. Mm. Um, but I think a mother is someone who gives life, who breathes life, who speaks life, and who gives love and speaks love and breathes love into someone or something. Um, I thought about, you know, carrying you guys and how I literally breathed for you. Um, Like, my breath wasn't just for me. It was also for you. And thinking about even when you don't, you know, physically carry a child, that idea of breathing life into someone caring for them in that way that it nurtures their spirit and enriches their life um and that love and and that love piece is important to me too that breathing life and I mean breathing love and speaking love and giving love um wanting the very best for you know, whether it's an organization or a community you're creating or a child that you're raising, loving them, loving them in a way that allows them to be free, to be who they are, to be more themselves, um, loving a community enough, you know, because we have like mothers of movements, you know, mothers of communities, mm-hmm. loving your community, loving a movement enough 
to maybe even not always understand it, but to love it mm-hmm. regardless. Um, and to speak life over it, to speak love over it, mm-hmm. um, no matter what phase it's in. And to speak honestly, you know, and speak truthfully. I think that's that speak life part. But, you know, to, to give that care. Yeah. That's, that's pretty. I like yeah. that. I like listening to you talk. And that was a very oh. pretty, it was a very pretty and a very you answer. Oh, yeah. thank so you. sounded so nice and like more in depth than so many answers. Like, I don't know, it just sounded so in depth and like well thought out. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to answer that question. I don't remember what I said. Oh. <laughs> I can remember what I said. We can I go said. back and listen. Oh, I can oh. remember what I said. I know it was not that thought out. <laughs> uh-uh. There's no bad answers, though. Mm. Right? Yeah. So, I feel like this question is a little bit strange because, um, obviously, you're a mother. But I thought I'd ask, who are you mothering? Who am I mothering? Um... Well, I mother y'all, obviously. I mother the two of you. And I mother your little brothers. I've also mothered my little sister, your Auntie Karen. um, And your Auntie Ryan, I've mothered them. Um, And my other little sister, Auntie Cash, I've mothered (laughs) her too. (laughs) Um, I think... I think I have, like, I think about when I worked at uh, at Swarthmore College, and I would have, especially, like, black, um, you know, students who would come in to speak to me, and even when I would just, like, see them on the path, I would try to mother them, even if in passing, just give them the energy and you know love and knowledge that someone cared about them that someone was thinking of them and looking out for them and just being present I think that's another big part of being a mother is being present so I think that there are countless people in my life that I have had the honor and privilege an opportunity to mother but when I primarily think of my motherhood I think of you guys first obviously I think of my sisters and all of them (laughs) and I also think of myself you know I've had to learn how to mother myself as well Mm. well that's again a very pretty answer and (laughs) I think it is a very interesting question considering like we're your kids yes so (laughs) we do at least to some extent know the answer um but kind of playing off of that question um who are your mothers or your yeah mothers plural Um, well, you guys know that that is a complex, <laughs> complex question for me. Um, I have been largely estranged from my biological mom for the better part of 10 years. 
Um, but I mean, I, I always think of her first. Um, I always, when I think of who is my mother, I think of her first. And then I think of Nanny. Mm. And then I think of Aunt Dory. Mm. And then I think of my two mothers-in-law. Some people <laughs> only get one. I got two. They are, they are plenty. <laughs> they are plenty. plenty. They are lovely. Yes, they're great. Um, yes, so it's interesting. I felt when when my mother, uh, my biological mother, your grandmother, first distanced herself from me, I felt this like profound sense of like loss mm. and loss and also lost mm. like a like a drift like I had because I also don't know who my biological father is so I just felt kind of adrift um and it felt really lonely mm. um and it took me some time to like own this identity uh, as of of being a woman with many mothers um yeah seem to be pondering I'm pondering I think that I would ask do you think that the different mothers in your life have mothered you in different ways and how Mm. so ooh coming off top with the questions um (laughs) They all they have they have um mothered me in different ways and they've also like not ebbed and flowed, but like some of them have been stronger presences at certain times and then fallen back a little bit and and those kinds of things. Um my mother was such a big presence before, you know, we became estranged that I think that if you had asked me 15 years ago this question and like who is your mother who are your mothers I'd be like oh just the one that's it that's that's what I got (laughs) I got this one um she is yeah she's just even though many of the people that I named were in my life at that time as well I didn't think of them as mothering me like my my mother Mm -hmm. just took up so much space in my life that yeah, that she she was she was everything to me, honestly. Um, and I think I think that that feeling that I said of having like of like being adrift and and lost and being lost. I think that each of those other women that I mentioned could all sense that in different ways and stepped up to offer me something of what I was missing. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, like, I, what, I'm just thinking about each of them. Like, <laughs> Aunt Dory has always been, like, 
ride or die. Like I will always be here. Like that has been her, like her ministry. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going anywhere. You need me. I'm there. I'm always there. Mm -hmm. Not to say that that isn't the same for the others because it is, but they all have something of each other in them. But Mm -hmm. that's the main message that I have always gotten from Aunt Dory. I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you could do. I'm not, that would make me turn my back on you. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, like your Nana, um, <laughs> Mommy, Mommy has always, she has just affirmed me. Like, Mommy always, Mommy will, makes me cry and I didn't even know I needed, a, I needed like a good cry. <laughs> like, she will tell me she loves me somehow will know like I need to she needs to hear that she is loved and she needs to hear that she is loved by a mother figure and she will out of nowhere mommy will like tell me that she loves me and how proud she is of me and what a good mother I am and you know a good friend like all of the like she will just affirm me out of nowhere like she can sense that I need it Hmm. um Big Mama, um, <laughs> Mom, is very good about reminding me to remember myself, what my dreams are, what my aspirations are. She is very good about reminding me not to lose myself mm-hmm. and not to place myself at the bottom. She will send me things, you know, jobs and opportunities that make her think of me and be like, I think you would be great for this. And she always has always supported me creatively and artistically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, and Nanny. <laughs> Nanny taught me um, what unconditional love looked like and forgiveness. Nanny was like, my mom that was good for lessons like without being preachy it was like like her her like she was a walking lesson Mm. um of like how to treat people and how to forgive and how to be compassionate and kind and she bestowed all of those things on me but on most people Mm -hmm. And I feel like knowing her allowed me to be a better human being and certainly a better mother. I didn't cry. Period. <laughs> was that the goal? No, but I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna lose it for a moment. I did look a little and um, I saw Nate looking scared. Right. And I was like, oh, jeez. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'd be good even if I was crying, but I didn't cry. Okay. <laughs> pulled through. I did. I did. I pulled through. Yeah. That was a hard one, eh? Uh, yeah. I'll be trying. Pop it out with the question. Right? Just you don't even introduce yourself. Oh, oh um, hey guys. Um, I'm sure you've learned my voice by now, but I'm Naomi. <laughs> the other one. Yeah. The other child. The other child. <laughs> As if there are two more. Right. Somewhere. Right. 
Well, I just <laughs> meant the, the, like the other child on the call. I, yes. <laughs> that is very selfish. Um, <laughs> well, let's see. I don't know if I want to go with something lighter or if I want to keep on trucking. Oh, <laughs> that sounds intimidating. Yeah, well, you know. Um, hmm. I think I'll go with something kind of cute and say, what um, is your favorite thing about mothering other people? And then what's your favorite thing about mothering yourself? Oh, <laughs> now they're off the cuff. <laughs> um... My favorite thing about mothering other people is watching them come into their own. Um, my One of my favorite quotes about love is we must love each other in a way that makes the other person feel more free. Um... And then there's a Toni Morrison one that says, I didn't fall in love, I rose in it. Um, I love that one. Right? It's so cute. Does it have a little rose in, in on the quote when it's written down? It might. That would be a cute tattoo. That would be a cute tattoo. Where, where it tatted up gangsters around the party. <laughs> gangsters. <laughs> Crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do have my, my grandmama tattoo. Um... So, again, because I think of mothering as, in part, an act of love, I draw that direct connection between does my mothering liberate the person that I am mothering? Do they rise in my mothering? Do they come into themselves, you know? Um, Does the way that I mother them help them to be more comfortable in their own skin. And watching the two of you in particular grow into yourselves and become more and more comfortable being who you are and being confident in that person and learning how to better love yourselves that makes me feel like I'm doing something right. I appreciate it. I be trying. <laughs> you be doing a good job, so. I be trying. You know, I didn't exactly make it easy. <laughs> it's all right. It's not your job to make it easy. It's not your job. Um, and my favorite part about mothering myself Um, there, um, so I have come to learn that time is not linear, at least not in the way that we think it is. And so there are parts of my childhood that are points, points of pain for me. And there are things that I wish had been different. And in particular, ways in which I wish I had been treated or things that I wish had not been said to me or had been said to me. And so 
realizing that I can now do those things for myself and I don't have to believe those things that I wish had not been said and that I can say those things to myself that I wish had been said and that it heals not only me in this moment but it also does something to heal the girl that I was Mm -hmm. that I think is my favorite part of mothering myself is the healing that doesn't just go backward and forward but goes out that radiates out from me like I heal in the present but I am also more healed in the future and there is a part of me that is more healed in the past and then the people who are around me like get residual healing from having been around me and been able to bear witness to the way that I treat myself namely you guys (laughs) so that's that's my favorite part in addition also setting a good example for you guys like (laughs) I am happy that I am at a place where I can set a good example for you guys about what it looks like to take care of yourselves Hmm, I think I will go with the question of, wait, hold on, I forgot it. It's all good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, What lessons or important things do you think you've learned from being a mother? Whoo! Everyone is a universe unto themselves. That's a quote. (laughs) Yeah, everyone is a whole universe unto themselves. And it is our life's work to be in constant relationship with ourselves and to better learn ourselves because we learn new things about ourselves. And when when we recognize how complex it is to develop a relationship with our own selves, we then realize how complex it is and how complicated it is to be in relationship with someone else. There, you know, and and the commitment that is required. You know, we don't parent any of you exactly the same way. And that is on purpose because what you need is not what Nay needs, is not what Miles needs, is not what Micah needs. Mm -hmm. Because you're different people. The way that we talk to you is different because you speak different languages in a way. And the way that you, what you need to feel loved is different. So... I think that having children more than anything else made me realize how like miraculous it is, how much of who we are just like comes with us. Mm-hmm. Like seeing seeing this little person that me and your dad made four times over, but seeing this little person it was an amazing thing and 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 you see all of the like physical features. Mm-hmm. And there's something that's 
something of me and something of him, but something entirely your own. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with your personality and with your universe. Like there's something of me and something of him, but then something entirely your own. And so as parents, as a mother, at least for me speaking for myself, it is not for me to get you to be who I it is not for me to tell you who you should be. It is for me to guide you toward being the best version of yourself. Yes. Hmm. Wow. Such nice <laughs> answers. It's nice to just hear and think about because, like, I don't, I don't think about like y'all, um, you and Poppy, like how you parent us very often. And, think about a lot of things that's just not one of them I can but, it. <laughs> it's 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 interesting and cool to hear and I like I'm remembering like my interview and I'm like oh I remember this, I remember <laughs> this conversation yeah it feels very different now yeah it's very different then but right and that's the other thing yeah. right you have to leave room for evolution and to grow and the effort that it takes to stay connected to a universe in constant motion like that's intense yeah like what you need now is different than what you needed when you were five yeah very much so different than what you needed three years ago very much so I can't remember three years ago (laughs) (laughs) oh lord <laughs> oh, I was eleven. Ooh. Um. <laughs> oh lord. Ooh. Thirteen was a wild time. Yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how old were you when you had your interview? Thirteen or fourteen? Oh, whoa, that's crazy. That's you, crazy. yeah. I need to listen to that again yeah. soon, cause yeah, I, th- I think you were Nay's age. Oh, Ooh. oh, so if we do this again when you're my age and I'm eighteen, wow. mm-hmm. we don't talk about you being eighteen. Ooh, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that in. I want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. wow, 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 wow! Time, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I don't know. I don't want to say like last or second to last because I don't know how many questions we're supposed to do. But as it, many as you like. It, it feels it feels like a like a penultimate vibe. What's that mean? Second, second to, to last. last. Ah. Yeah. Not necessarily second to last. Like that's what it means. But I'm just like the vibe is. It feels. It feels like it's building towards something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Um. So let's mm. see. I think. Oh, this is an interesting one. Um, what are the lessons you felt like your mother wanted you to learn? I'm actually very curious to know. Hmm. So there's like the... Um, there are the direct like words from her mouth lessons that I learned... And then there were also the lessons that I learned by observing her and 
from the way that she interacted with me and reacted and responded to me. Mm. Um, So one of the biggest lessons that I learned from her was to be on time. Y'all know how I am about being on time. Yeah. Um, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. late. And if you're late, whoo, child. Just right. Just don't show, don't even go. <laughs> um, she taught me that time is money and time is energy. And when you are late, you send the message that you don't respect the other person's time, that you don't respect the time that they carved out for you. And you are saying to them, whatever I had to do was more important and you can wait. Mm. And so I care. Like, it has taken me years to, like, release that a little bit and and recognize that, like, that's not how everybody else feels about it. Mm. So if somebody's late, they're not saying I don't respect your time and mm-hmm. if um if I'm running late I'm not they don't think oh she doesn't respect my time I feel like after knowing Nana and Big Mama yeah probably... <laughs> I meant you just threw both your grandmothers <laughs> up no, under great. the bus they're amazing <laughs> they just have different <laughs> love time languages love time <laughs> love languages yeah oh my god um yeah so that that was huge um and then another one that I learned from the way that she reacted to me and then also things that she would say directly to me was that emotion was weakness mm-hmm. um which was very hard for me I'm a very emotional um person I am sensitive and it has taken me years to um not see that as a weakness and to embrace that part of myself I am I am gentle I am soft I am sensitive I am sweet and none of those things were good things in my mother's home um they opened me up for criticism. I was often told I needed to toughen up. And when my feelings were hurt, it was something I allowed. So the hurt that I felt and the emotions that I felt, it was always I had allowed these things to affect me in this mm-hmm. way. And that was weakness. And I needed to be tougher and if I was going to survive or be worthy of loving and not be a burden to the people around me, particularly the ones who love me, I needed to swallow my feelings. I needed to talk less, smile more. (laughs) Hit him with the lens. Right. Right. So I did a lot of smiling to mask pain Mm. when I was growing up. Mm. A lot of joking and smiling and pretending. Mm. Yeah. I think that's kind of what I was like at like the 13. Yeah. Changed a lot. I'm so grateful. Me too. I mean, just not like, obviously, not like other parts of who you are, but that was so painful for me. Really? Mm-hmm. 
because I felt like I wondered because I was, I mean, I was 21 when I had you. So I was still making my way through figuring out how not to do that and how mm. to live authentically and, and all of those things and to embrace those parts of myself. So it was both painful for me because I knew what it felt like to live that way and mm. I didn't want that for you. It was also painful for me because I worried that when you were young that you observed me do that and that you had learned that behavior from me. Mm. So not only that you were living in a way that was causing you pain, but that I had taught you to live in a way that was causing you pain. Mm. Yeah. I don't I don't think that it I don't think that was it. Partially just might have been. knowing my my memory, I wouldn't have remembered. Like I I barely remember what I was up to like 2 years ago. So I don't think 13-year-old me was like, "Hmm, let me go back in the vault of like age 4." <laughs> I don't even think I had the vault of age I mean, four. I didn't have the key for the vault, many vaults. I, there were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it might have, but I am, it might have, it might not have. But what I am grateful for is that for the most part. I figured it out. <laughs> you're figuring it out. Ah. And you are, and you are who you are. Like you let yourself be who you are. And if. It's not a smiling, laughing, joking day, then it's not a smiling, laughing, joking day. And if you don't feel, you know, up to something, you express that. I do my best. I know. (laughs) I know. And that's all we can ask of ourselves and each other, I think. Although, and I will tell you this, and I've said it to you before. I do. Just because someone is doing their best doesn't mean you don't deserve better. You can both you can both appreciate that someone is trying their best and doing their best and tell them that you can't be in relationship with them because you deserve better. Like both of those things can be true. Just because someone's not giving you what you need doesn't mean that it needs to be like antagonistic. It can be both things. It can be, I see that you're trying really hard, but I still deserve better than this. Oof. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> this interview ain't even about me. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. You all right over there? Oh, yeah, I'm good. I just thought of something. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. You going to ask another question or are you going to leave the last one to me? Um, I suppose I will balance that out because, you know, my Libra waves, my sign is literally a scale. (laughs) Um, so I think the last question will be, what is your earliest memory of being mothered? So, Papa James has been my dad um, 
for as long as I have memory. <laughs> um, and funny enough, my first memory of me and my mom is of from the day that they got married. Um, and it's kind of sad. <laughs> Um, it's kind of sad. I I was afraid of my mom's wedding dress. Was, <laughs> yeah. I was little. I was, little. I was like two or three. Uh-huh. I was little. Um, my mom had this really, I mean, seeing pictures of it now, it was a really beautiful dress. It was like high neck, um, lace, bodice, fitted, like really long train. But... The train, it it seemed like she was being consumed (laughs) by this long, white... Snake? Right. Like, I didn't know what was happening. And it, like, (laughs) was was unnerving. And so I didn't want to, like, take pictures with her um, (laughs) by myself because I was afraid. (laughs) Um, And it's, like, like, I chuckle about it, but some of that is nervous laughter because it is sad to me that my earliest memory of my mom is being afraid of her because Mm -hmm. I spent so much of my life being afraid of her. Mm. Like I wonder if I hadn't spent so much of the rest of my life being afraid of her, would I have a different first memory? Like, does that first memory latch on to all of the other fearful memories? Mm -hmm. If I had grown up feeling secure and loved and celebrated, would I remember something else? Mm. Like, how how does the overarching sense of fear affect what I have as my first memory? Hmm. And I don't know, but I was afraid a lot. Mm. So it's like, oh, well, yeah, I guess in my first memory I'd be afraid too. Mm-hmm. I was, and, it, and it's sad because I was afraid of her dress, but it was this warring fear of like, I am afraid of her dress, but I am also afraid of her being mad at me because I don't want to be in these pictures because I'm afraid of her dress. So what is the greater fear? Like, am I more afraid of the dress or whatever I thought the dress was? <laughs> or am I more afraid of how she's going to react because I don't want to take these pictures and I'm embarrassing her because I won't, I'm her kid and I won't take these pictures with her because I'm afraid. And yeah. Hmm. yeah and thinking about like my childhood and adolescence and how many times I was in that place of like which is the greater fear like mm-hmm. having uh, of being in a place of choosing the lesser of fears mm-hmm. um yeah hmm it's interesting I've never heard that story before Me like neither. I've heard not a lot, but like I've heard a decent amount of stories with her. <laughs> I feel like we would have heard the funny. That's kind of yeah. Funny. I would have yeah. yeah, heard the, the snake wedding dress. Day. Yeah, <laughs> the wedding day dress. It's a. It was a beautiful dress, but I was. A, I mean, I was little, and I was like, "What is this?" 
Yes, yes. I am little now, so I was quite little then. Two year old stuff like, I don't know what this creature is. Right. Mom, I'm not going It's eating my mom. I right. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. She seems good with it, but uh she seems fine. Right. I'm not. <laughs> right. I am Stay not away. fine. Yeah. Huh. It's actually quite interesting to think about, like, uh, from a psychology standpoint. Not that I'm a psychologist, but just thinking, like, if the fear of, like, the rest of your childhood could influence your, like, memory, like, your actual memory. Mm-hmm. And thinking about, like, all the processes that go into, like, storing and encoding memory and stuff, which is for another time. But it's just interesting yeah. to consider. It is. Yeah. Are we at our closing? I don't know how to close it. Yeah, I'm not. Wait. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. The closing question, or just (laughs) thing to consider, um, is what advice would you offer someone about mothering? And just what should they keep in mind in general? Tips, tricks of the trade. <laughs> tricks of the trade. <laughs> tricks of the trade, you know. Um, Maybe I'll listen to this in 10 years. <laughs> um, yeah, that's wild. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. So your Aunt Dory has told me, she's like, you should write a book about parenting. But... I've always felt like I don't know what to write because every kid is different. Like I don't parent all four of my children in the same way. Mm -hmm. So what advice could I offer that would work for anybody's child? Um, Right. Like listen, listen to them, listen (laughs) to your kid, Um, treat them as an individual be honest with them like I don't (laughs) I don't know um but I think something um something to keep in mind is to think of yourself more as a loving guide than as an all-powerful creator (laughs) um I mean, my generation was like, and certainly the generation before um, mine were raised of like, parents are like, they know all and they know everything. Right, like (laughs) it was like, you you don't ask questions, you just do what I tell you to do, kind of thing. It was Mm -hmm. like, you know, I I created you, and so I know. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we do our best, but we don't always know. Mm -hmm. And Again, thinking back to, you know, each person being a universe unto themselves, you had a hand in that creation. You are of me, but you are not mine. Mm -hmm. I had a hand in your creation, but you are a universe unto yourself. So it is not for me. Again, it is not for me to create you in my image. It is for me to guide you into the version of yourself that you are meant to become. It is for me to nurture you and love you in such a way that allows you to become the best version of yourself. So yeah, I think lean into being into being a guide, a loving, nurturing guide. Hmm. Hello listeners. 
Thank you for being a part of the Our Mother's Gardens community. I'm going to be taking a longer break between seasons so that I can take some much needed time to reflect on the direction of the show going forward, how to make it sustainable, and how to expand upon this community that we're creating together. In the meantime, I hope you'll go back and listen to all of the episodes from the first four seasons. And I look forward to seeing you back for season five. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Mother's Gardens. If you want to support the show, you can make a sustaining donation on Patreon by visiting our page, Our Mother's Gardens. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Our Mother's Gardens PC. Our Mother's Gardens is a Honey Bunch of Stinkweed production. The podcast features music produced by Bata. 